welcome into the Fast Break Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, and I'm here with my co-star, Colin Walker. And today we're going to be talking about our predictions for the college final four and champions of this year. And later on, we're going to be talking about our MVP of the NBA update. So let's get into it. Um, Colin, what have you thought about these early couple games and these Thanksgiving week tournaments in college basketball? So I really, I really like Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have Drew Timmy and then they have Chet Holmgreen. Those two are really, you know, I guess you could say they're star players or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just like their way their team is constructed. So they're right. In, and plus, obviously, they were there last year. Mm-hmm. So I guess right now it's kind of early. So I'd say them or they are, I guess, my like favorite to go to the finals and win it again. Yeah. I I watched the Gonzaga Duke and Gonzaga UCLA. And like you said, the Chet Holmgren got the seven footer. If you haven't seen him, I'd really encourage you all out there to go check him out on YouTube. He's dominant. He's seven feet tall. He's kind of got that slim reaper look like KD, and he can dominate you in the post. I saw him make some threes, and he's he looked so good against UCLA. And now I also I really liked Duke when I watched him. Duke actually beat Gonzaga the other day, and the Paulo Banchero, their number five on Duke, this man is a bucket. He is tall. He can score with ease. And these uh, Chad Holmgren and Banchero, I think, are actually the favorites for the one and two in the NBA lottery this year. And they really are playing like it. So it's really exciting for people to go see. I also, I thought Baylor looked really good. They played in the Battle for Atlantis tournament, and they actually won the whole tournament. They looked great just like last year. Um, Really not any... It's not. It's definitely not the same team that won the championship last year, but they still have a really athletic build, and those guys look tough. So uh, I would say Kansas. I'm a huge Kansas Jayhawk fan, but then they just lost to the Dayton Flyers. That was a really, really bad loss. So I don't know if they're going to be able to rebound or not, but previously they had looked good. And uh, also I wanted to give a shout-out just for our show here, Dickie V., and his return to announcing college basketball games. It was so exciting to see him back on the broadcast and making people smile, calling games, and just back to what he's great at. And if anyone would like to go make a donation to his Dickie V Cancer Foundation, please do. It's a great cause. Help the kids with cancer. And I really encourage you all to go look at that. And so now, uh, I guess, Cohen, would you want to say anything else on the college level or want um, to get into the NBA? Not really. I don't, I don't have much to, I guess, uh, bring to the table. Yeah. Right now. Oh. Okay, so let's move on over to our NBA looks right now. MVP is actually, my predictions are looking just excellent. <laughs> Curry has been on fire. Steph is on just a tear. He is shooting out of his mind. I saw a stat that uh, today that said... He was shooting uh, like 51% when guarded on threes, so he was actually shooting better guarded than left open, which is unbelievable. But he's like tearing it up, and I'd say he's in the lead right now for MVP for me. And uh, Colin, what do you think about Steph? So right now, I guess the like the the race, it's like 
Steph Curry, everybody, it's like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. They're the only mm-hmm. two that are like really in the race right now. Yeah. Steph Curry, so he he won the first unanimous MVP, and right now he's like on pace to do it again. He, I agree. I this Warriors team has just shocked me. Yeah. I thought they were gonna be like seventh or sixth seed, but because they have the same roster as they did last year, pretty much minus James mm-hmm. Wiseman and Clay isn't back yet, and they they've only lost like two games. I think it's like sixteen and two is the record right now. Yeah. And it's all because of Steph. He's just been falling <laughs> out, dude. I I cannot believe it. They're they're on fire. They're James Wiseman and Claire are both. They're about to. I think I heard they're gonna send them over to the G League first. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, all you G League people out there, but the Santa Cruz Warriors are gonna tear y'all up <laughs> because it's gonna be Clay. I mean, imagine like just imagine you're Leandro Ball, right? One of the best players in the G League, and you're like, okay, yeah, you got to guard Clay Thompson tonight. <laughs> uh, that's a tough task. Those guys are gonna get it together in the G League, and so that just means when they actually get to return to the real NBA court, this team. I mean, already 16-2. and two. They're going to get even better with adding Clay and James Wiseman. Then you're going to have, you'll still have Jordan Poole, who's been having a sensational year so far. I mean, he definitely, I think, deserves most improved player right now, him or Tyler Hero, because he has just been on fire, and these Warriors look good with Draymond. So um, I'm excited about Steph. Also, over in the Eastern Conference, I think uh, KD, like you said, deserves a shout-out. He has been doing his thing. He's scoring. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be right there with Steph. And he's been getting buckets. The Nets are in first over here. And uh, actually, I think this coming up tonight, the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns play. And the Suns have also been on incredible They're fire. On streak, right? Yeah. They're, both these teams are extremely hot. And if you go back and listen to our NBA champions prediction, I actually shouted out the Warriors and the Suns for having, if they could get hot, they could be dangerous. So my prediction looks good for now, but yeah. we're still a long way. Yeah, it, it, he's having a crazy season because they're like the they're the number one seed out of like the entire like they only lost mm-hmm. two games and they, they don't even have like you said they don't even have Clay back, so they don't even have a second star. Yeah. It's like they look exactly like the uh, 73 and 9 team. Yeah. They still got Draymond. I don't know if he's star category, but he's certainly. I mean, he, he's doing his thing. He's averaging like, I think it was like the other day. It's like he's averaging like 8, 8, and 8. Yeah, that's really so it's like good. he's averaging that with good defense. So it's like mm-hmm. he's just, he's providing. And then Andrew Wiggins, he's kind of playing like Andre Iguodala used to. Yeah. So they're just they're on they're on a tear, man. And some of you out there that may not know what eight eight and eight is, that's eight points a game, eight rebounds a game, and eight assists a game, which is just like eight assists is really impressive for a lot of point guards in the league. So Draymond at four being able to do that, he's doing that's really impressive. Now, uh, I also I think it's uh, time. I think we need to talk about the Lakers. And uh, Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James. Cohen, what do you what did you see on that play? Was that intentional? What, what do you think happened? LeBron, that was not so stupid. It was like <laughs> he like accidentally elbowed him in the face, and Isaiah's just got ticked off. And I don't know, I, I he should have been given like a flagrant foul or whatever, but he shouldn't have been like a, like ejected. But 
Yeah, they're, I, they're just so stupid. <laughs> I was uh, I saw the replay of that, and it kind of looked like LeBron just punched him in the face, but like yeah. I'm pretty sure it was an accident. <laughs> then like he like punched him in the face, but then he's immediately like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." And Isaiah Stewart just started his like mind. was about to like tackle like 50 people just to get to LeBron. He was breaking. Which he totally would have yeah. lost. LeBron would have whooped him. Oh wow! Oh, that's that's actually interesting. Isaiah Stewart, LeBron, nine round <laughs> boxing match. Who you got? LeBron. LeBron all day. I I don't know. I think Isaiah Stewart. He's a big man, but he's, yeah, he's just yeah. LeBron, I. That's so dumb. That, that was they. LeBron suspended one game. Isaiah two games, and that was that was a crazy situation there. I. It's fun to see that, but really, like, that should not be happening in the NBA. That's not the place for that. Uh, that's a whole different sport. And But I, I hope they can work past that situation with the Pistons and the Lakers. But to go back uh, to our MVP race, would you like to shout out anyone else besides Curry and Durant so far this year? Um, I mean, there's some, like, notable, like, Guys are just playing well, but I'd say if anybody else than Steph Curry and Kevin Durant were like even in the conversation, like the real conversation right now, mm-hmm. then you're wrong. Yeah, because they're um, they're the top two, they're they're the best seeds in their conference, and like they're both just on a rampage right now. I um, agree. Kevin Durant's doing good with Kyrie out with like the vaccine and James Harden like adjusting. Yeah, I think that's actually an important point there. Harden is figuring out his role with these guys, and he's actually learning how to play through these uh, new foul rules. And Harden's he's getting a lot better at actually being able to play the game without relying on all these fouls, and he's doing a really good job. So I was, I'm proud of him for figuring out that situation. And um, I think I want to talk about um, the Miami Heat for a second here. Tyler Hero, he is, I think he's looking like the sixth man of the year right here. And also, this is so rare, but he also has got a chance for sixth man of the year and most improved player, which doesn't happen often. And he, he's he been on fire. He's been scoring a ton of points, and he's coming off the bench. And I really think this Heat team could be uh, dangerous in the playoffs here. I think... Uh, the Bucks and Nets. If there's anyone to look out for in this Eastern Conference, I think the Heat are probably going to give them the best shot, or the Bulls. Both those guys have been looking really, really interesting, and I think yeah, the Bulls have been have been shockingly well. Yeah, I I know we expected them to do good. I don't know if we expected them to do this good because at this point they're outplaying. A lot. No, yeah, Demore, Demore's dropping like 24, 25 a game. Zach's mm-hmm. dropping like 25 a game. Lonzo's doing everything on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vucevic is kind of just, you know, dominating on the inside a little bit. But uh, them and then the Hornets have also been with LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. He's Both been, Ball brothers have been doing yeah, very well. No, LaMelo Ball, he's been, I think he's averaging like 28 and set like 20 points, eight assists, and like seven boards or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or like almost eight boards, actually. I think he's like the re- leading rebounder. Yeah, it's got here. He's going for 20 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Again, that's... And uh, then yeah, Miles Bridges impressive. is also... Uh, he's been... St- he's averaging like 20. 
a game or whatever. He came out hot, and so mm-hmm. he's he's also in contention for most improved. But Terry Rozier has also had some big nights for those guys. Yeah, they've all been balling out. So mm-hmm. I guess that in the East, and then the West, there really hasn't been any like surprising teams. Yeah, I, I guess, guess you, the Suns and Warriors yeah, being yeah, this yeah, high yeah. is a surprise. And then I'd say not the team, but the on the Grizzlies, John Morant. He at the at least at the beginning of the season he was really balling out. He was averaging like mm-hmm. twenty five points and like eight assists, but he's kind of cooled off. Do you think, uh, just maybe not talking about this year, but in the future, what do you think it's going to take for Memphis to get past this kind of like six, seven, eight seed range and to get actually like kind of uh, kind of like the Mavericks are on track for and get up to really high and be able to actually win a title? Because I don't, I know Jaws good, but I don't. I think he's gonna need some help. I think he needs like a second like superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they could trade some picks and some young players to get maybe a superstar who might be like a little bit older than Jaw. Yeah. Like I would say probably since he's a point guard, get like a big man. So I don't know, but if they could get another like superstar caliber player. Yeah. Next to him, then they could really, then they could, that's when they start doing something. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for him to still develop, though, at this age, because he's, I mean, he's still, he's like, he's like 21. 21. Yeah, it's so young. He's, but he is so fun to watch with the way he dunks the basketball and can jump. It's insane. Like, he is like one of the only players in the NBA that he can miss a dunk but everyone talks about it because just the jump was insane he's got yeah yeah, he's got hops oh speaking of impressive dunks did you see anthony edwards the other day he yeah he was player playing the heat and he dunked the life out of this person there's a charge though yeah they they did call a charge i was gonna ask if you're a fan of that call or not because um i saw it um I mean, I'm not because like, it's, I, yeah. like it would have been awesome exactly. for it not to be, but I think it was the right call. So. That's what I think. I'd like to talk to all refs out there. If something like that, if there's like a crazy dunk or just something insane, like you gotta let that happen. Like you can't <laughs> be calling these a week. I know charges are a protocol, but you guys, I mean, come on. He just dunked over a minute. You have to let that slide. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. It was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of officiating, uh, I guess we haven't talked about this. Uh, what do you think about these rules this year so far in the NBA that kind of changed from last year? Um, yeah, so we did talk about this on an episode, but I accidentally deleted that episode. So <laughs> For anyone out there that's a tech genius, there is a missing episode of the Fast Break Fun Podcast. Yeah, if you find us, find that episode. Please, please hit us up. Yeah, please let us know. <laughs> it was, that was embarrassing. But... Yeah. Um, Anyway, in the episode, basically, I said that in, like, like short-term, like, in that kind of proved in, during, at the beginning of the season, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of hard. They're going to have to adjust, but, like, it makes it a lot more fun to watch. So, as a viewer, I really, I do like that rule change. Yeah, and I really agreed with Cullen throughout the last episode about, I thought it was going to be interesting, especially for this first year with players like Harden getting adjusted but actually they're adjusting much faster than i was thinking and i really like the rule change now because really good basketball is being played and um 
fouls aren't like deciding games anymore which is so good for the nba because that brings out the best basketball and players and that's really what the nba is we want to watch the best basketball so it's really good for a fans and players and basically everyone's standpoint except like harden for a couple weeks but i guess we're good with him now too so um let's move on to the we're gonna let's talk about the uh the houston okay let's talk about the zion williamson situation uh with him and his weight right do you he's about to come back here in a few nights sweet do you think He's going to help lift the Pelicans up so they can get to this, like, 10 spot or whatever to at least play in the play-in thing. Yeah, yeah. I think they if he if he starts playing really well and they start having more team success, then I think they got a shot. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the way their team looks right now. Yeah, neither like, do I. Like, built around him. Like, I wasn't a fan of Brandon Ingram next to him. I liked Lonzo next to him, but Lonzo's gone now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so their team's just really it's all out of whack, man. Yeah, I, I they need to they need to trade probably Brandon Ingram for a good point guard and then get like just like a three and D like a Miles Turner or something, like a center who can play D mm-hmm. and just shoot threes and then um kind of just build like all that around Zion. So you have somebody to set him up and then you have shooters around him. But yeah. And it, I'm worried they may not get to test that may not get to happen in New Orleans because everyone's getting frustrated, both parties, because the team is frustrated with Zion's weight. He's like over 300 pounds now, which is insane because oh, yeah, he can he's... still dunk and stuff, which is like, I mean, the power heap that man has in his legs to jump and dunk at that weight in sport is insane, but that's really scary for him and the team's health because he can he's much more prone to injury at that weight. But when he's playing really good, when he comes back here, I'm curious to see if he starts dominating again like he was that first year or second year. And if he can play really good and win, I think they're looking at moving ahead of these like Houston, OKC, Sacramento teams and like getting right up there into the playoff haunt again. Then I don't know how many years he's got left in New Orleans before he's just going to ask to leave and get frustrated with it. And then you got another super team situation, or I'm not sure what we're looking at with Zion. But I thought there was a big wasted chance when they had Lonzo as well as Brandon Ingram and Zion because uh, there was a lot of talent on that team, and they just could not. Yeah, capitalize. they kind of underperformed. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I think that's about all we got today. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps things up. Wraps things up here for us on the Fast Break Fun Podcast. And you can follow me, Dawson, at, at Dawson underscore Tim's on Instagram and Cohen at, at see me walking on Instagram. We hope you've had today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And please subscribe to us on your favorite platform. Fast Break Fun is an All Saints podcast production. And go Trojans. We'll see you all next time. Adios.